means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 15th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. On Monday's show, we'll continue our special coverage of the 34th Africa Cup of Nations football tournament, or AFCON, in Ivory Coast. It's the third day of competition at the African football showpiece. In results from the weekend, host Ivory Coast defeated Guinea-Bissau 2-0, Cape Verde beat Ghana 2-1, Egypt and Mozambique drew two all, and Nigeria and Equatorial Guinea played to a one-all draw. All four matches were played in the Ivorian commercial capital of Abidjan. Joining us now from Abidjan is VOA's Muckbill Yabaro. Sporty AFCON greetings, Muckbill. Sporty AFCON greetings, Sonny. What's going on? Muckbill, some surprising AFCON results from the weekend. Seven-time AFCON champion Egypt pulls out a two-all draw and avoids embarrassment. Thanks to Mohamed Salah and a late penalty kick. Also, Cape Verde defeats Ghana 2-1. So the big boys are having problems, Muckbill. Nigeria, one-all with Equatorial Guinea. Your reaction to some of these results? It is crazy, but that's the beauty of a tournament like this. Interestingly enough, uh, we actually were at the Cape Verde um, training facility uh, when they were training for this first game. We saw what they were doing. Uh, They were a very confident team. Uh, Coaching staff is actually uh, really close with uh, our our colleague from the Portuguese service, uh, Alvaro Andrade, and um, he was letting us know that you know, at the end of the day, this team is might be just a small island uh, in Africa, but they are mighty in, in, in their belief for themselves. And they really showed that uh, when they when they beat Ghana yesterday 2-1. Mukbil, I know you had some reservations about the Super Eagles of Nigeria. They had a, some injuries ahead of this AFCON. Victor Osiman, the 2023 African Footballer of the Year, he gets the goal for the Super Eagles. But... I don't think they're too pleased with that one-all draw with Equatorial Guinea, Muckbill. I don't believe they are. Um, Victor also had another very good look one-on-one with the goalie. I will say uh, Equatorial Guinea really showcased uh, their ability to stay in it. And honestly speaking, Sonny, at moments they had a lot better opportunity. They had some more ball possession at certain times of the game. Um, I believe at the, in the first half they actually had more ball possession than Nigeria did. So, you know, all in all, Nigeria is showing that they do have that class up front, but in the back, they, they are susceptible to losses. So, um, yeah, they're going to have to uh, strengthen, you know, what it is that they're doing and make sure that a result like that, for them, in a game like that, it's a must win. It's unacceptable uh, for them and for their fan base. And I understand them coming out as the bigger of the teams, the, uh, these, bigger cl- these bigger countries, such as Nigeria, such as Egypt, are not pleased with draws at all. Mukbil, all of the uh, weekend matches took place in Abidjan. What's the mood like there? How, how would you describe the fans and, and the atmosphere in the Ivorian commercial capital? It all depends on who you're supporting, Sonny Cape Verdean fans. We saw them by the masses. Uh, they might be just a few here, but they're really showing themselves out after that win. It was a huge win after we saw uh, Rodriguez score that second goal, that win. 
uh, the, the goal that basically put them over the top in the 90th, uh, in the extra minute. Um, we saw him run all the way into the stands, ended up getting a yellow card. Uh, but that's really what it means for them to get such a big, big, big win in their first group match against Ghana. Uh, so yeah, we're seeing, uh, teams that have won, uh, excited Ivory Coast opening ceremony game, uh, super ecstatic about their victory, but Nigeria and the likes are not too happy. So it all just depends on who you're supporting at the moment, Sonny. But, Bill, as you said, super ecstatic. The fans of the Elephants of Ivory Coast, they begin with a 2-0 victory over Guinea-Bissau. How did the Elephants look, Muck Bill? I would say, Sonny, that the Elephants looked uh, really, really good. Uh, they had a lot more chances than the two goals that they actually ended up winning by 2-0. Um, I would say they, they could have won that game by four goals. Uh, so they're just going to have to kind of tighten it up up front if they want to just run up the score. But all in all, they look really good. They look really fluid. They're creating a lot of opportunities and a lot of shots. And that is without their uh, all-star strike. Uh, an injury that is really not being um, discussed. Um, he's on a day-to-day type of uh, situation. So we'll see if he'll be ready to go for their next match. I'm Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. I'm talking with VOA's Muckbill Yabaro in Abidjan for coverage of the 34th Africa Cup of Nations Tournament. Muckbill, what have been some of your personal highlights so far in these opening days of the Nations Cup? Um, Outside of the games, uh, we were actually at the U.S. Embassy yesterday. We got to sit down with the... uh, the ambassador, uh, the U.S. ambassador to uh, Ivory Coast, uh, Jessica Davis-Ba, and uh, spoke to her about what this meant for her and for Abidjan, um, how the opening ceremony turned out and such. And then we also had a conversation with uh, uh, some of the uh, U.S. Uh, delegation, sports delegation, uh, actually that uh, President Biden and the team have put together um, with the likes of WNBA and Hall of Famer um, Lisa Leslie, um, U.S. Uh, women's national soccer star Crystal Dunn and two-time uh, WNBA All-Star and ESPN host Chini uh, Ogwamike. What about Crystal Dunn? What, what are some of her thoughts on this Nations Cup? Her husband is actually born in Ivory Coast, and she said that she basically is uh, uh, going out of her. Uh, she, she feels as though that she's a an honorary Ivorian, uh, and, and because of that, she's uh, she was super excited to see what, what, what that team did um, kind of broke down on some analysis for us actually about it. Lisa Leslie, of course, Muckbill, one of the top female basketball players in the USA. Uh, uh, how is she enjoying the football? And not only is she enjoying the football, she's enjoying the experience, Sonny. She said this uh, this experience being in Ivory Coast is one of a spiritual experience for her, um, understanding that, you know, at one point African-Americans also have come from uh, the continent of Africa and feels as though, you know, reconnecting uh, here is something that she's uh, really spiritual about. So, so she she she's very very uh, ecstatic and and is excited to bring not only uh, her kids back but her husband and her family uh, back to Ivory Coast. She's she, it's had that much of an impact uh, to her. Finally, Muck Bill, it's the Martin Luther King Jr. Federal Holiday here in the USA. Uh, any thoughts about MLK uh, for our VOA listeners from Abidjan? I definitely would say, you know, MLK stood for things like equality and wanting, uh, you know, black Americans, African Americans and black folks in general to just be equal in a time where it was very, very difficult. And I'm in an area at the moment. Uh, this area is called Ajame uh, and, uh, this is a re- relatively impoverished area in, in Abidjan, but you see the hustle, 
uh, of the people here. They're out and about. And you kind of just wonder, with an opportunity, what could some of these people be able to do? You know, uh, they, they are very, very uh, um, hardworking people out and about trying to make anything happen. So sometimes we just think about in a couple of years, what could this uh, country and this continent be like when there are ample opportunities for everybody? VOA's Mukbil Yabaro reporting from Abidjan and the Africa Cup of Nations tournament. Thank you, Mukbil. Thanks, Sonny. Hey, folks, I'm Mukbil Yabaro, and I have some electrifying news for you. AFCON 2023 is here, and I'll be at Ivory Coast covering all things AFCON for VOA Africa. We'll have exciting coverage on radio, TV, and all of our digital platforms. Make sure you check out voaafrica.com for AFCON updates. Stay locked right here on VOA Africa. And stay locked right here on the sunny side of sports. For more reaction to Nigeria's one-all draw with Equatorial Guinea at the Africa Cup of Nations tournament, Iron Mike Mbonye called Abidjan, where he reached the chief football writer at ACLSports.com, Fisayo Dairo. I don't think the performance was as bad as some people made it to be. But when you fail to convert a lot of scoring chances that you created, you know, and he ultimately failed to win the game. It's expected that the reaction will be what it has been. The Super Eagles playing in a rare and a quite unusual 4-3 formation under this head coach, Jose Becerro. And playing inside sweltering conditions, very odd right there in Abidjan on that particular match day. And, um, well, they faced a side who are not well known, but a side have quietly been doing very good business for themselves. Unbeaten throughout 2023, and they get their first ever point against Nigeria's Super Eagles. Um, yes, the number of players for the Eagles did um, put in a very good shift on the day, while you could expect more from the likes of Victor Seaman, Daddy Moses Simon, and the likes. But in the end, it ends in a one-all draw. A defeat could have been a disaster anyway. Although you must say that their opponents did not even create much to um, to ruffle the feathers of the Super Eagles. But it's, it's disappointing in the sense that this is one of the games that Nigeria were expected to win. Especially as that next game comes up against the host nation. But um, they can go home with the one point. We've seen a lot of surprises in this tournament. And um, any team that gets a point from their opening game has every reason to be grateful because, you know, the, the worst could have happened. I hope that the Nigerian team will go back to the bases and collect all the mistakes. And hopefully, from the next game, they can begin to see good, to see good results. How would you describe the fans at nigeria Equatorial Guinea match? Were there many Nigerian fans in attendance? Yeah, the game between Nigeria and Equatorial Guinea on Sunday um, was witnessed by a sparse crowd, I must say, and it surprised many because when you have the three times African champions in action, you expect to see as many fans as possible. Well, maybe because um, 
of this coaching song that I mentioned earlier on, or perhaps maybe tickets are too expensive for the locals to buy, or maybe they're just virtually interested in games involving the host national elephants of Ivory Coast. But for that game, not up to 10,000 fans' official figures were there, uh, but we must say that a lot of them were Nigerian fans, both fans that have travelled all the way from Nigeria to Abidjan, and Abidjan has a large amount of Nigerians living in there, especially from the southwestern part of Nigeria, which is called the Yoruba people. So a lot of them were clad in grey and white to support the Super Eagles in that particular game. And sporadically during the game, we had a chance of seeing of you know the Super Eagles stars. And it's, it's, it's obvious that Nigeria will not be in short of um, good supportership throughout this competition. Maybe it wasn't that big on Sunday, but when, the, when Nigeria faced Cote d'Ivoire on Thursday, it is certainly expected to be a packed atmosphere. It's expected to be a full stadium. And then we'll, we'll get to see a proper West African derby. The Nigerian fans will be there in their white and green, but they will definitely be overshadowed by the orange jerseys of the Ivorian fans. Fesayo, how would you describe the general African atmosphere in Abidjan? The locals are quite in a frenzy mood. I think they are excited to host 23 other African nations in this particular competition. The opening match especially was a spectacle. The fans came out very early and, and to the stadium and then also um, on the streets lined up with their flags in their hands, with their vuvuzelas, with their chants. It's been a frenzied atmosphere here in Abidjan and here in Cote d'Ivoire as well, you know. So it's nice. They are really giving it a feel of Africa's flagship football event and Hopefully, the atmosphere will continue to improve as the competition go, goes on. Yeah, for the Cote d'Ivoire team, the, the Elephants of Ivory Coast, they always have massive attendance in their own matches. And, you know, the fans wearing their orange jerseys coming to the stadium. So there's always a sea of orange inside the stadium to also provide... A, a very good atmosphere, a deafening atmosphere that their opponents might be unable to cope with. So that's that. That's the story. Um, of course, at the Felix Ophemboyan Stadium, where Group B are playing their games, it was also a very impressive turnout in the first set of matches that involved Egypt and, of course, the second one that involved Ghana. The fans are really loving it, and truly... African football is at home. That's Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer at ACLSports.com. And Fisayo spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Abidjan, Ivory Coast. I'm Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Among the officials enjoying the 34th AFCON is Jessica Davis Bach the U.S. ambassador to Ivory Coast. VOA's Mukbil Yabaro asked the ambassador, 
How do you feel about Ivory Coast hosting the AFCON for the first time in 40 years? Even before I arrived here in Abidjan, I knew that the Africa Cup of Nations would be coming here. And I was thrilled that I'd be able to be here um, in place to be able to witness really what is a historic event. Um, it is something that our team has been focused on for months and how we can best accompany Cote d'Ivoire, uh, in particular all Ivoirians, to ensure that we support it in the best way possible possible this um, moment to really highlight the best of Cote d'Ivoire and, al and also the best of the entire continent because this is truly bringing together through sports the, entire the entirety of Africa. Did that expectation, uh, did, did you feel like you lived up to it uh, yesterday in, in the opening ceremony? Um, yesterday was beautiful. The opening ceremony was amazing. It was um, inspirational. It was exciting. You could see the cultures reflected from across the continent. Um, but yesterday was the culmination of months, if not years, of preparation that Cote d'Ivoire has been making. The infrastructure investments, the investments in bolstering security, the investments ensuring that they had medical care standing by, the investments to ensure that all people could participate um, either in person or virtually. Um, so this was a real culmination of efforts from across the continent and truly across the world. And we could see it as a global event and putting Cote d'Ivoire on the global stage where it belongs. And so we recognized, all of us, that not only did it meet but it absolutely surpassed our expectations, and we were thrilled to see the success of it. Having the State Department um, send a delegation, a sports delegation that has three prominent women in American sports, what is that like for you uh, seeing that um, for this AFCON tournament? Um, it was really an opportunity for us to express the way in which the United States is partnering with Cote d'Ivoire to be able to show up um, in all ways, including through sports, and to be able to show up with three Olympic gold medal winners, three women who are at the top of their game and who have really transformed the world of sports. And so that's really for us a way to be able to, during this match, highlight the ways in which the United States and members of the African diaspora have transformed not just the sports world, but the world across different cultural industries. The fact that they were representing the President's Council on African diaspora engagement was hugely significant for us so that we could show the full diversity of America, which corresponds to the full diversity of Cote d'Ivoire and this continent. And so in this delegation, in this match, and in this historic moment, we were able to show up with the best that America is. That's Jessica Davis-Bach, the U.S. Ambassador to Ivory Coast. And she spoke with VOA's Mukbil Yabaro from the U.S. Embassy in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. South Africa's national football team, nicknamed Bafana Bafana, will kick off its Nations Cup campaign Tuesday when it plays Mali in Korhogo, Ivory Coast. Myron Nika filed this Bafana Bafana team profile ahead of the tournament. 
A heat wave in the picturesque Stellenbosch region in the Western Cape, where Bafana Bafana are preparing for the Africa Cup of Nations, presented an interesting dynamic to their training as they braced themselves for the searing heat of Kohorgo, where they'll be based at the tournament. The 23-man squad for the tournament comprises largely of locally-based players. Head coach Hugo Bruce will no doubt look to experienced campaigners like Temba Zwane, Sianda Tulu, Percy Tao and captain Ronman Williams to lead their charge. Williams says the team are looking forward to testing themselves at Africa's premier tournament. You know, it's, it's, it's possible. You know, we need to dream high as a country, but we need to be realistic as well. You know, we haven't been part of the tournament for a very long time, so... But I'm very part, uh, happy to be part of this wonderful group that we've got now. I think we, we, we've done extremely good work over the last two years or so. We've learned um, valuable lessons, you know, over the last few years. South Africa will play Mali in their opening match at the Amadou Gonkulubali Stadium on the 16th of January. They've faced the West Africans twice in the competition in the past, losing both encounters. Despite their record, Williams believes they are capable of getting a positive result to kickstart their campaign. It's just for myself and some of the players that were there, the previous AFCON, you know, to just share our experiences. Because um, it does get tough, you know, having to play every three, four days, it's not easy. You know, it's tough and you're playing high quality games, you know, of consequence. So, and it, 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 it's mentally, it can, it can drain one, you know. So that's where myself and other senior players will just share our experiences. Their head coach, Hugo Bruce, who hails from Belgium, is no stranger to the tournament. He led Cameroon to victory back in 2017. The well-travelled Belgian rates the tournament highly. It's still, um, for me, a special experience. Um, certainly winning a big tournament, but winning it in Africa. So uh, it's a total different mentality that I have to learn uh, and to know. Um, and for me, it was a fantastic experience, uh, the winning African five, six years ago. So, um, yes, if you ask me, you want to do it again, <laughs> surely <laughs> I want to do it again. Bruce believes the tournament will be one of its most competitive yet, warning his side not to leave anything to chance if they want to progress from the group stages and enjoy a deep run. But I'm looking forward to the games, to the atmosphere around the games, uh, to the, the total atmosphere of that tournament. You see everybody wants to show how good they are. Everybody is motivated. And uh, that gives that it's a, a very tough tournament. The South African Football Association met with the players in camp this week to sign a memorandum of understanding regarding the issue of player bonuses. The country's football mother body has committed to paying players and added 375,000 US dollars should they go on to win the tournament. We have to get the team to focus. We have to clear everything. And if they win, they get 7 million. If they lose, they get nothing. We want the team to focus and to perform. We have, over a period of time, settle this team and we don't want to waste time on discussing unnecessary stuff. It's been 28 years since Bafana Bafana tasted AFCON glory. The immortal image of Captain Neil Tovey and former President Nelson Mandela holding the trophy aloft in Johannesburg definitely needs company at SAFA's headquarters.
There's no doubt that this group of players will be looking to channel the magic of 96 when they head across to the Ivory Coast. This is Myron Nika in Durban, South Africa. Thanks, Myron. The AFCON's opening match was held at the Alassane Ouattara Stadium in Abidjan, named after the president of Ivory Coast. Samson Omale asked an Ivorian who lives near the stadium, Ambrose Kalu, about the stadium's economic impact. Let's say, uh, yes, when it started, uh, the construction started, we were here. And uh, here in our center, it was a big bush. And uh, in few years, let's say four or five years, all our neighbors came because of the interest, economical interest. Uh, uh, that is a, because the stadium also is here. So most of the people are coming here and then. We have some neighbors now. And I think that uh, that stadium will be a help for social situations like uh, young men who want to do something. And they have uh, small shops and this and that uh, in the, in, around the stadium, not uh, uh, closely around, but in our area here. So I'm very happy. You know, when we were looking at the television at home here, uh, before we can see the actions, we we have noise house, and we are wondering what is what noise is it? And just we see the goal here because the stadium is not far from the house. So we are saying, why are they crying? And just when we see it, okay, is it for the? We also we yes, we shout. All right. <laughs> Now, this is very quite interesting. Now, um, as I came around the area, I'm also seeing that there's a lot of construction that has been made. You have new roads, you even have new houses and all that. Um, will you say that um, the hosting of the opening and several matches and the closing ceremony at Stad Alassane Watra has brought some developments to the area in terms of infrastructure? Yes, in fact, it has brought some development. And uh, I think more development will come in the future because I hope that it will not be the last uh, uh, organi- organization of uh, Cannes here, yes, in Cote d'Ivoire. Yes, the stadium has brought uh, many advantages for us. I think it will help in the future for many people, even to try to indicate our center we are like to say, uh, if you arrive ar- around the stadium, Alassane Watra Stadium, just at your right, mm-hmm. you will go in the center of CEF, Charlie Evangelist Fellowship. So it's an advantage. It's an advantage for us. Okay, so what you've just said now is that because of the stadium, it's ease description. People can easily locate several places like what you do and your center where people may find very difficult to locate. But with the stadium, now you can easily tell them this is where the stadium is and this is where the center is. Now, what about the people? I I mean, you are interacting with the people, with the locals. What are they saying? What is their feeling about uh, the fact that Ivory Coast is hosting the 2023 AFCON and of course they have a seat stadium very close to them there they can just walk through and there they are in the stadium. They are just saying thank you to the president because it's a let's say a chance for us to have that stadium here and some of them are saying that maybe I should go from 
my last area, which is far, to be close of uh, this area, so that maybe I can make my business. And I think uh, this is a good impact for uh, the people and uh, we also. All right. I also noticed that um, uh, when Ivory Coast won, um, the people kept partying from when the game was over way right into the morning. Is that how it's done here in Ivory Coast, that uh, the fans will keep dancing and singing all through the night? Yes. Uh, as you have, you have um, seen it, it's true. Even, I don't wish it, but even we lost, you will see. They will sing all the, all the night because Ivory Coast is a joyful country. <laughs> I began the center of uh, African music. Most of the music is, uh, most of the b big singer stars of music have uh, gone through Ivory Coast. I am thinking to Mani Dibango, I'm thinking to Chalamona in the past time, and uh, Alpha Blondie is from here. And I don't know, most of the people, even uh, Kofi Olomide came by this country, so uh, Abidjan is uh, very joyful, mm. and uh, you can see it. So I think uh, uh, it will be good for us to maybe go out and see some centers when you have time. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, we will have a, a little bit and you will see yourself with your eyes. That's Ivorian football fan Ambrose Kalu speaking with Samson Omale in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. Finally, defending AFCON champion Senegal beat Gambia Monday 3-0 in the opening match for both teams. Lamine Kamara with a brace for the Senegalese. And that wraps up the January 15th edition of the show. Thanks to producer Nabil Biagio. Thanks also to VOA engineer Rob McLean. And thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny 